This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Nelson, we have a podcast. Diving, diving deep. Diving deep into all things Texas. Both on and off the field. Here's Sean Pendergast and Pro Football Hall of Famer, the General, Sean McClain. Welcome, welcome to Utopia. So we'll get a look at all the work they've been putting in. We'll get a look at it Thursday night. Texas will be on the NFL Network. And, of course, the game will be on Sports Radio 610. Pre-game starts at 3 local time here in Houston. Kickoff is at 6 local time. And I'll be on pre-game with Seth Payne. And uh, I'll be on post-game with Clint Sterner. So make a note of that. John, as we do before every game, you and I are kind of going through the preseason now, too. So we got to get in, in regular season form. You and I do a pregame six-pack where we go back and forth, dueling piano style, pick out things we're going to be watching for um, in the game on Thursday. Hey, look, for a lot of Texan fans, this is going to be their first look at anything Texans-related because they haven't been out of training camp like you and I have been for every single practice, every single snap so far. So I think people are going to be really curious as to, for two of us who have seen everything, what are the things that are that we're going to be most watching and we would recommend they watch the most. Um, so let's do it now. Let's do that pregame six-pack here. And as always, John, because uh, because you're the Hall of Famer on this show, you have the honors. Um, what is the first thing you are going to be watching for and would tell the people to watch for on Thursday night? I will just point this out. If people haven't been able to come to any camp, if you listen to Sports Radio 610 and you watch and listen to the Utopia Football Podcast and you read my columns on SportsRadio610.com, along with Brandon Scott and Sean Bajani, you shouldn't have any questions about the Texans because we have everything you could possibly want in the station's coverage. So I'll start with obvious C.J. Stroud. Miko Ryan said one of the first things he's looking for, command of the huddle. That means does he get in and out of his calls? He'd be on a communication device in his helmet with Bobby Sloan. They're new together. How does he do at the line of scrimmage? Really, that's important. But what most important, of course, Sean, is when the ball is snapped. How's he going to do? Does he throw the ball to the right receiver? Does he put it in tight windows? Because his wideouts are not going to be running wide open the way they did at Ohio State. So we're all going to be watching 
CJ's drive. We just don't know how long he's going to play. Yeah. And I, um, I, you know, I wouldn't underestimate, I know you're not, but like if you, people are listening to what you just said and you were kind of taking it literally from the play being concocted in Bobby Sloak's head into the transmitter to CJ Stroud. And then CJ gets up to the line. Like that's the truth, man. Seth was talking about that on Payne and Pendergast yesterday. Cause that's D'Amico. When D'Amico was asked about what he's looking for in CJ, he talked way more about the mechanics of getting in and out of the huddle and getting the play call in than it was the actual execution of the play with CJ Stroud. This is all new to CJ, you know, just to, in terms of, you know, hardcore huddling, getting under center at times, um, you know, Ohio state didn't run an air raid necessarily or anything like that, but they do like a lot of stuff with the college teams with the pictures on the sideline, instead of the, transmitter in the helmet and things like that so that that execution just literally like from the time the play clock starts not the time the ball is snapped are things that people should be watching for like how smooth does the operation look right that's very important because if he can't pull that off he's in big trouble i'm interested to see in preseason what if stroud he struggles he should struggle what if davis mills comes in and lights it up are we going to hear people oh davis mills should be the starter it's not going to happen, but there's a good chance that's what's going to take place. Stroud is the first-time NFL quarterback. will miss some passes and maybe fumble a snap. You don't know. And Mills in his third season should be much smoother. So I can't wait to see how that plays out. I, uh, John, with my first one, that's a good first one, obviously. I think C.J. Stroud is the star of the show on Thursday for sure. My first one in our six-pack is uh, the other high draft pick for the Texans, Will Anderson. He's been a terror at practice uh, since training camp started, really going back to OTAs and minicamp. Let's just a terror as you can be without pads on. You can see it translating for Will Anderson in practice. I am most excited to see, maybe as much as C.J. Stroud, to see if practice Will Anderson translates into game Will Anderson. He's listed as a starter on the depth chart, so they're making no bones about the fact uh, that he is going to be one of the fixtures on this defense, not just this season, but hopefully many seasons moving forward. I am super excited to see number 51 and see if all the havoc that he's been wreaking in practice um, throughout the last few weeks is something that New England feels on Thursday night. And he's told us he was up to 260 because he's been going to be getting into a lot of big linemen who are going to be trying to block him. He'll get double teamed. And he used to help Jonathan Grenard big time. I mean, Jerry Hughes is going to turn 35. I'm guessing we'll see Jerry in passing situations this season. Um, I can't wait to watch Anderson. He's top defensive prospect in the draft. A lot of people had him as the best prospect in the draft. He was a superstar in one of the two big biggest programs in the country. I think he's going to be the first double-digit sack guy for the Texans since J.J. Watt in 2018 when he had 16. All right, so we got C.J. Stroud for you, Will Anderson for me. John, who's your second one in the six-pack? The wide receiver, the young wide receiver. John Mechie didn't play as a rookie, second-round pick. He had leukemia and recovering from a torn ACL. He's healthy. He looks good in practice. He plays inside, outside. He returns punts. Can't wait to see Mechie. I'm guessing nobody will be more excited to be on that field in Foxborough more than him, considering what he went through with leukemia. And then Tank Dell, I've got a column on sportsradio610.com about Tank, and we'll get to see him quite a bit because he's a backup. I hope uh, 
Frank Ross, special teams coordinator, gives him a chance to return some punts. He averaged 17 yards on nine returns last year, 68-yard touchdown. And uh, Xavier Hutchinson, he hadn't gotten as much pub as Tank Dell, third-round pick in Menchie, but Hutchinson has looked really good, especially catching the ball down the field. He was great at, at Iowa State. We watched him have over 100 catches. We were surprised he was available in the sixth round. And uh, I'm really excited to see him and the other young receivers because it's a natural thing that they're going to develop a relationship with a young quarterback. And we should be seeing these guys for quite a while. And Thursday night in Foxborough, that's when they all four of them make their debut together. I think I think we know who the six, barring injury, we know who the six receivers are going to be that they're going to take into the regular season, John. Uh, I'm with you. I'm most fascinated to see how the snaps end up getting divvied up when week one rolls around to the regular season because that is the one position, especially in the most recent few practices, where there's been very little – there's been very little delineation between ones and twos among wide receivers. Now, some of that has to do with formations. You have some two wide receiver sets. You have some three wide receiver sets. We've not seen a ton with more than three wide receivers so far with the Texans in camp. But, you know, for example, C.J. Stroud, when he was running with the ones on Tuesday this week, the first set of ones he was with was Nico Collins and Robert Woods, and I forget who they had in the slot. Noah Brown. Was it Noah Brown? And then later in the practice, when they were out there in situational, he was out there with the first-team offensive line, but it was the young wide receivers out there with him. It was Tank Dell. It was Xavier Hutchinson. Mechie might have been out there at the same time. So that, to me, feels like a really fluid group right now. Like, there is I, – I, and honestly, like, if I had to, you know, gun to my head, I would say, okay, well, I think the starters – look at the depth chart, like Robert Woods and Nico Collins are the two that they probably trust the most right now. They might be the two I'm least excited about right now among them. I'm probably Noah Brown. I'm with you. The three young guys who've not taken an NFL snap yet, uh, that's going to be a whole lot of fun to watch those guys develop for sure. Absolutely. All right. My second one in the pregame six-pack, John, I am going to go – on the defensive side of the ball, and I'm going to go with Christian Harris. The linebackers as a whole have been, I think, a pleasant surprise throughout training camp here. Um, Henry Toa Toa is second on the depth chart right now. Um, I think at Mike linebacker. Uh, so he's fulfilled some of the promise that we've heard Nick Casario and D'Amico Ryans talk about. But it's been very cool to see Christian Harris actually here in training camp, getting some run, making some plays. He's listed as a starter right now. You know, he's a third round pick. That's one of those swing picks that can turn a, a you know, that that uh, the draft class being a super success or being a failure. A lot of times it's those late day two, early day three picks that are sort of the swing votes. And I think we look at that rookie class from last year. The jury's still out on Kenyon Green. I think Derek Stingley Jr. is trending in the right direction. Jalen Petrie is going to be a pro bowler this year, in my opinion. And Damian Pierce was uh, a, essentially a thousand yard rusher last year. If Christian Harris turns into what they think he can be and what he's been in training camp so far this year, that 2022 rookie class in their second year is all of a sudden looking pretty damn skippy, I would say. So number 48 in your program is what I'll be watching for on Thursday night. My third one is a guy that could be the third most important player on this team behind C.J. Stroud and Will Anderson Jr., and that is cornerback Derek Stingley Jr. Derek Stingley Jr. missed a lot of time last year. He was hurt with a hamstring. Excuse me, I had to cough. I want to watch him in man coverage. 
Want to watch him from the snap of the ball, see what he does. Third overall pick last year, he better be a lockdown corner. He better excel. He better stay healthy. And then I'm even more fired up to watch him when he's covering Tyreek Hill and Jalen Wattler joint practices next yeah. week. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Yeah, that'll be that'll be a whole lot of fun. Stingley, Stingley definitely looks like his body type has changed, not in a bad way. Like he's definitely been spent time in an NFL weight room. It's been good to see him healthy throughout camp. You remember last year camp, John, they were kind of handling him with kid gloves because he was coming off of two years of injuries at LSU. They've done none of that this year. He's doing everything this year, and he's he's definitely had some moments um, in camp so far. Um, my last one, John, you know, pregame six pack Texans at Patriots, you know, it's, we've done five of them that are Texans. I can do one that's Patriots, right? I'm going to Let me guess. Can I guess? Absolutely. Their new offensive coordinator. Bingo. Bingo. What's yes. his name? I forgot. His name is teapot. That's what they call him <laughs> because of that temper. Yes. Um, two things relative to that. Um, Bill O'Brien. You still haven't said, okay, there you go. Yeah, Bill O'Brien. Yeah, William O'Brien. He's he, Billy O'Brien. Bill, he's okay. When he was here, he was Bill O'Brien. When he became general manager, Seth and I would refer to him as William O'Brien Esquire when he was, when we would refer to the GM. And yes, up in New England, he's Billy. He's once again, he's Billy O. He's Billy, o, Billy O'Brien. Um, two things I'll be anxious to see one before the game and one during the game. Purely from an, enter- an entertainment standpoint before the game, I'm hoping that somebody's rolling film on whether he decides to take a walk down on the field. I'm guessing he's making play. I don't know. He, he was a pl- sideline play caller when he was with Belichick the first time around because he got into it with Tom Brady on the sideline. But he also then he went up into the booth. With Saban, he was – oh, with New England? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, on, we- the, on the football life that uh, Belichick did, Yeah. he's on the sideline screaming into the headset, Billy! Oh, Billy, okay. we got Billy. Okay, looking up at the, looking up the at booth. the heavens. Okay, so at the very least, maybe he's up in the booth this time around. At the very least, I hope he strolls the field before the game to see what the interactions are like with the McNairs, with uh, Nick Casario, you know, former coworker of his in New England, close friend, and, and friends, absolutely. Uh, Laramie Tunsil, who um, you know, Bill O'Brien made a very wealthy man uh, back in the day. Nick Casario has once again made him even wealthier. Um, and just, you know, the guy, John Weeks, you know, he was in the building, uh, obviously, when Bill O'Brien was there. I'll just be anxious to see if the if cameras catch any of that interaction with Bill O'Brien. This is his first time back in the, the same building with a lot of these uh, Texans employees. So there's that. And then obviously during the game, uh, I think a lot of Texan fans will be rooting for the uh, the great cataclysmic failure of the Patriots offensively. <laughs> um, so I'll be, I you know, I'll one way or the other, whether their offense plays, I'm, I'm rooting for them to fail in so much as they're playing the Texans, whatever happens, big picture is the big picture, but boy, Bill O'Brien is being hailed as a conquering hero up in new England right now, John. Without a doubt, Bill's going to go down there and shake hands with the players. He knows people in the organization, including McNair's. He didn't have a problem with any of them. Uh, what I wish if Jack used to be, were still there. I'm guessing the two of them would not be shaking hands based on the way it ended 
And uh, but you're right. I as I think I told you in South Payne, I I've never liked going to Foxborough. It's just too much trouble. And I've probably been there 25 or 30 times. Mm-hmm. But I wish I were there Thursday night for that reason to watch the pregame and everything O'Brien every O'Brien does because I'd be tweeting like crazy. Yeah. That'll get captured by somebody, right, John? That game's on oh, yeah. the NFL Network. Someone will capture those images, right? They will, and the Texans will be shooting, I think, O'Brien when he's interacting with people like Hannah and Cal McNair. They'll have it on their website and tweet it. You think? Yep, okay. I do. I don't know. I feel like a lot of the stuff that they're pushing out on Texan social media has been of the very positive variety, and I – you know, call me well, crazy. I think that would be very positive if O'Brien's down there shaking hands with him. That's true. You think he's? I don't a think they're. I don't think they'll be running anything on the website uh, when Hannah McNair turns her back on Sean Watson. They should. That made her a hero. It did. Yeah, they should. Yeah, Christmas Eve. Deshaun's going to come over to wish a Merry Christmas oh, to the McNair. Oh, oh. Hannah's going to. Yeah, that's exactly. That's exactly what Watson is. Ho, ho, ho. Uh, um, so, um, yeah, Bill O'Brien. Bill O'Brien, uh, that's something. That is my last. That's the last I like it. beer I like in the six-pack, John. There we go. Um, all right. We're not going to do predictions of preseason games. These are preseason games. Normally, if you're new to the podcast, this is where John and I would both give our predictions for the uh, for the game. But, uh, How'd you say Yeah, I don't give a long I would like to see Stroud, certain players play well, starting with C.J. Stroud. And if they win the game, that's like cherry on top of the sun. You think Pierce plays in this game? I wouldn't play him. I wouldn't put him out there. I think Singletary with the backup. There's no need for Damian Pierce to take a hit, knowing how much punishment he's going to take. He's going to absorb when the season begins.